welcome to episode, what am I on? I'm on number 14, yes, because it's been over a year that we've been doing the show now, who can believe it? And as always, we start the show with, I'm here, I've not been cancelled, and the government is out to get you. It's a strange episode this week because I'm actually alone in the room, even though, of course, everyone, don't fret, audio listeners, Vow is here, and the podcast gang is here. The real Akumas are here, Big Boy Papa Kuma here, and the Giggly Wiggly is here. So we're all here, but technically I am alone. And that is because I am joined from my buddy from across the pond, which is such a gross English way to introduce you. I am joined by my lovely friend from America, Justin. Hi. Hello, everyone. Hello, Rachel. Thank you very much for having me. I forget what state you live in. Arizona. Arizona. Yeah, that's it. I was like, I Googled it this morning to see what our time difference was, and I was like... Idaho or Arizona, I could not remember. You're in a hot state. Could, That's I couldn't get more different. How hot you were. Couldn't Wait, get more different. Idaho. Idaho. <laughs> You're in a hot state. Is Idaho cold? It's not cold, but I mean, it's it's we're not. You know, Arizona has a reputation of being a desert, and uh, Idaho yeah. is very much not that. It's more like wild pastures and horses and farms and that sort of thing. What is your state motto? Because oh, I learned the other day the Texas state motto was friendship. And I was like, ooh, that sounds fun. You know, and then the rest I, of them are like really boring. <laughs> I, I like, honestly why? don't know what our state – I should know that. I don't know what our state motto is. I, 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 I memorized everything about our state when I was a kid and then just really? let it go. I have no well, – all I know is yeah, we were you know, one of the, we were the last state. That's pretty much it. Yeah, uh, hang on. You're oh, okay. You're our, the Arizona state motto is I'm going to pronounce this terribly. It's okay. Deus, which means God enriches. So you know you're bringing the the power of Christ to us over here. Apparently, if by enriches <laughs> he means fries us with 115 degree weather in the summer. But yeah, I remember we were talking a while ago, and you were like, "Yeah, it's really," and I was like, "Oh my god, it's 30 degrees over here," and you're like, "Yeah, it's like 500 degrees," and I haven't been outside in like 10 years. <laughs> Right. opening like, the front door is like a hair dryer in your face for about four months I can't, there, so i can't even like we literally last summer had like a 30 degree you have like fahrenheit but 30 degrees i don't know what that would be to you i think that's about like 40 or something like that we had that here and everyone was like dead no one could cope no one could cope <laughs> and i remember i was thinking like how hot is it for you guys because like all english people were like i'm gonna die like they just literally failed it was it wasn't even that bad it was just we're English. We don't. It's not even sunny right now. It's overcast. It's rubbish, and we're meant to be in the summer for us. <laughs> I'd love to see that we're, experiment. Just fly over a, a dozen people from England, let them stay in Arizona for a month in July, and then send no them back, AC. and they will never complain again. <laughs> no AC, no, no ice AC. water, no nothing. They've just got to be hot and disgusting and miserable. <laughs> My sister moved to Australia, so she's really acclimated to it now. And when she sometimes comes back in the summer, she's like it's freezing and i'm like really she's like yeah i can't walk outside on my tarmac and you people are complaining like it's <laughs> the difference is crazy and she's but she's been there a while so i think she's like really acclimated to it now like she's totally in the australian heat and i don't know how they cope i just don't know when she tells me about like what they go through i'm like ill ill you live in a barren i don't know how they cope with most things in australia she had a snake come through her toilet and that's all i have to know As about you do. australia <laughs> Like I was well, like, yeah, between Dude. that and the spiders and the like, it's oh, it's they a... run, they run adverts on TV during spider season, being like, check your shoes before you put them on, and I'm like, Claire, that's not a safe place to live. Yeah, I don't know like, that I'd ever live in a place that had something called a spider season. 
Yeah, and like towels, if you fold towels, they go in between them. So before you have like a shower and stuff, like they, they do like adverts to say like, hey, shake out your towels, tap out your shoes, because there's going to be a big ass spider in there and you're going to die. <laughs> oh, yeah, God, it's crazy. What kind of fresh She's hell like, is this? She had a kangaroo kick off the front of a transit van when she worked for a company. Like weird stuff has gone on over there. And she's only wow. been there 10 years. I'm like, Jesus, Claire. This is why like 70% of Australia is unoccupied because y'all all just cooking and being bit by spiders and it's a nightmare. And then there's weird parts of Australia where there's snow and it's like, I just, Claire, I just don't tell me anymore about where you live. You fly 27 hours to see me. I ain't going over there. <laughs> well, kudos to her plane. for sticking not- with it. Yeah, she loves it. She really loves it. I mean, it's it's her kind of lifestyle. She likes to drink and she likes to eat cheese and, you know, Australia. So she's into that's, it, you know. She, that's Australia like, in a nutshell. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to get drunk and drink, eat cheese and watch cricket. And she loves it. But yeah, she just had a kid. So I haven't seen her in ages because she can't fly 27 hours with a kid. Oddly I'm enough, that sounds exactly like the Midwest of the United States is eating cheese and getting drunk. Well, in the Bible Belt. Like yeah, places like Wisconsin are, are just notorious. The They're, dairy you know, state. Yeah, the dairy state. We, they call them cheeseheads there, for God's sakes. I would absolutely hate to live somewhere with it. Mind you, actually, being English, all that people do is make fun of our teeth. And it's so warranted. Like, I never, like, we talk, me and my friend, like, love to Simpsons quote. And we talk about the big, the Simpsons scene where they've got the big British book of smiles. And they're, like, showing it at the dentist office to convince Lisa to get braces. And I'm like, yeah, that's it. It's literally how our teeth <laughs> It's so bad. Like, no one has braces. Our teeth are disgusting. Our, t- our dental care here is awful. It's gross. Well, it's nice to be we remembered for something. something. Yeah, I'm remembered for really awful, awful teeth and a terrible royal family. So, yeah, England. Woo! We like some tea. And right now we're in Brexit and we're all poor. It's crazy. (laughs) I went in the store the other day and they were like charging four pounds, which would probably be like three dollars, I think, uh, for um, like a bottle of juice. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Thanks, Brexit. The inflation all over the world is absolutely bonkers right now. Absolutely nuts. Is it? Like oh, in the United thought... States, it's insane. You, you'd be paying, you know, fifty American dollars just to fill up your gas tank now. So, wait. So, was that like forty bucks to us? Yeah, that's about I forty pounds. I, I, I should probably learn the currency exchange there. I that probably would, should. That would be about sixty sixty pounds. So, if you had like a standard size car, yeah, that's about the same as us. Then, if you just had like a a regular like one point six liter engine, that would be the same. So it's just yeah, terrible everywhere. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like okay. if you got like my friends got like um my friends got like a really fast Mercedes and stuff like that, and it's like eighty to a hundred pound to fill up his tank. It's ridiculous. So that's probably about like one hundred fifty dollars to you. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. We're going to talk about movies, not cultural yes. differences. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're not. What are we talking about, Justin? You bring it home. You introduce we're, it. Go for it. We're going to be talking. You've got your about... own YouTube show. You've got your own YouTube. I do. Oh yeah, Justin, plug your YouTube show because. Oh yeah, no, I, I have a little YouTube channel. It's uh, not much. I've done a couple episodes of just some movie talk debate and lists, and uh, I guess we did sort of a ranking, didn't we? Uh, Rachel and I did a list franchise. of our favorite franchises, and she yeah. pulled out Jaws <laughs> and the Blair Witch Project uh, and the Blair Witch Project and Friday the Thirteenth. So she really you stuck can't... with her genre. You cannot doubt, though, Friday the 13th is brilliant. Like, it's, I love it's, Friday like, the 13th. Yeah. I, I get that people might be like, oh, Blair Witch, what do you want about? But Friday the 13th, it brings it home. I'm rewatching all of them at the moment because I have some weird thing when it gets warm outside. I really just want to watch people get killed in Camp Crystal Lake. 
I don't know why. I'm just like, okay. oh, summer, yeah. <laughs> and by warm outside, I mean, once again, it's raining, everyone. <laughs> so, you know, summer. Um, yeah. What are we talking about, Justin? We're going to be talking about get... David Gordon Green's Halloween trilogy. Um, Halloween, Halloween Kills, and Halloween Ends, which uh, is maybe the most divisive Halloween movie I can I can think of in, I was going to yeah. say recent memory, but probably any memory. Yeah, yeah, I'm agreeing with that. But I mean, I think Halloween Ends is going to be like the hot topic out of the three for sure. But um, I could think he was a comedy writer. Okay, am I right in thinking this? Yeah, he had made. Yes. Yeah, he had made a couple of comedies. I know he he used to, he works really closely with. Um, he had made some movies with James Franco. Uh, his writing partner is oh my god, it's, why is the name escaping me now? Um, oh my god. You have to edit this bit out because I'm having a total break. No. <laughs> um, oh my god! Do you remember what is James Franco in Spring Breakers? Do you remember that movie? <sighs> oh my god! Yes, I love, absolutely. I, I love that movie. I watched it again the other day. It came up on Amazon. I was like, finally, someone's put it up because it was on Netflix for ages. And everyone, no one knows when I talk about Spring Breakers. So I'm like, yo, watch Spring Breakers. It's like so good. It's like James Franco's only movie I kind of really like. So I was like. Yeah, I'm into this. I don't know why no one remembers Spring Breakers. Hot Girls. I remember it was Bellicola. one of the first A24 movies. That one. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It's it's so weird that it it was an A24 movie now. When you look back, considering what they're making now, but it kind what of they're fits doing the now. Genre. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing now. <laughs> anyway, my brain has repaired itself, and uh, David Gordon Green works a lot with Danny McBride, um, mm. who is obviously not known for horror but horror. they yeah but there's a apparently a deep passion for it. danny showed up in alien covenant because he was a huge alien fan and apparently mm. grew up watching the halloween movies so it was an odd yeah. but fine fit yeah i was i was watching some stuff about them because it, it kind of blew my mind that they did it so i was watching doing some research before the pod and they they were talking about how they were like really diehard halloween fans really high like you know diehard horror fans and i was like oh do you know what like i watched those movies not knowing that those were the guys who were behind it and i was like yeah it it shows so halloween 2018 mm -hmm. is the first one and we're coming in so the timeline is what's going to be the first point i think definitely so yeah, this, the Halloween series has yeah. become sort of like a choose-your-own-adventure, hasn't it? Yeah, the timeline is insane. So just for clarity, we're going to be talking about the ones from 2018. We're not going to talk about any, like, obviously, because it doesn't follow on from the Rob Zombie ones because they're completely their own story. And then this is technically, and I could be wrong, but I'm assuming that you're going to know, this is meant to be following on from the original, very first Halloween, and we're cutting out anything else in between. And I think they're even cutting out, you're cutting out Halloween H20 as well and Halloween Resurrection, which had Jamie Lee Curtis in it. They don't exist in this timeline. As far as I Absolutely. Know. This is a direct yeah. sequel to 1978. It ignores <laughs> anything that came after it. Um, and yeah, because Jamie that... Curtis has a son in Halloween H20. Well, yeah, and, she, well, and she's also his sister in Halloween. They reveal that in Halloween 2, yep. and uh, they, yep. they've axed that. So now they're Michael Myers and Laurie Strode are just perfect strangers. So this is the thing. So he attacks her. So obviously, we're cutting out the middle bit. We're cutting out the time. We're cutting out the film with Paul Rudd in it, which... <laughs> yeah. Does anyone remember that Paul Rudd was in a Halloween movie? My God. It wasn't a bad... That one wasn't bad. What was that? The number five, I think? That was oh. that was six. That was The Curse of Michael Myers. That was it. It's not a bad movie. It's... It's it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Well, and he plays was... the same role that Anthony Michael Hall plays in Halloween Kills. He plays Tommy Doyle. Yeah. Yeah, and he's much better looking. <laughs> Imagine if they got Paul Rudd to do it. 
They wanted to. They actually asked him, and he no he, he said he would have, but he was filming uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife at the same time they were filming Halloween, uh, Halloween oh, Kills, so he couldn't do it. I wish he was doing a rubbish movie, but Ghostbusters Afterlife was good. I, I, I adore Ghostbusters it. Afterlife, yeah. Yeah, and I bet you he got a much bigger paycheck for Ghostbusters Afterlife than they were offering from Halloween. He's probably you know happy with that choice, yeah. Yeah, the paycheck was probably it had maybe another zero on it or something like that. Also, Blumhouse exactly. were involved in this, which was interesting. So I forgot about that. You know, let's chuck Blumhouse in there as well, who are obviously have become huge horror, um, you know, filmmakers in the time frame between John Carpenter and you know, the seventies and this going on. So that was interesting as well. I'll chuck that in. It did have a Blumhouse vibe. I remember just thinking like, yeah, you can see where they've put their finger in this as well which was interesting but um, yeah blumhouse has a really great format of being able to make really small budgeted horror movies that that sort of explode in the box office i mean i I think the first halloween i think halloween 2018 had a budget Mm. of something like 17 million or 20 million which is nothing and uh brought in 180 worldwide so yeah they have a really great system there of being able to keep their budgets low and it allows them to keep Mm. making horror movies and they look good. They still look good. They do. You can't yeah. tell that the budget is low, you know, and that's that speaks volumes for them. Well done, Blumhouse. They're doing. They are. They're doing very well. They make some great choices, which is interesting. But um, yeah. So this one is, they are just strangers, and he's like, I just feel like killing this one particular woman, <laughs> and I don't know whether that gives or takes away from anything like because when you were eradicating michael's motive are we really like i I don't know if the audience in general some people were against it or some people were for it like it's kind of weird him being very motiveless but then at the same time that's kind of more creepy that he's just like ocd obsessed with this woman for no reason i completely well yeah i completely I completely agree. I, I I always liked. I mean, I never. I didn't mind the whole Laurie Strode as Michael Myers' sister thing. I, th- I thought that was fine. But yeah. the rest of the series, as it went along, just became Michael Myers has to eliminate his bloodline. So now he's after his niece, and now he's after his yeah. niece's daughter, and now he's after Laurie's son. And, uh, and now Paul is there. <laughs> it just became yeah. this thing where, like, it seems pretty pretty he seems pretty avoidable as long as you're not related to him and stay out of his way and i think that kind of eliminates the killer shark part of him which is that it's we don't know what drives him we don't know what makes him want to do this and if if you're if he sees you you're you're fair game it doesn't matter who you are and i think that is a lot scarier than something that's pointed and motivated yeah, it gives them a, a bright, a, like a broader spectrum. I mean, you could argue that with like Jason Voorhees from Friday the Thirteenth, but it's it's like it's still kind of directed because he's just like, don't come on my camp and have sex with each other. He's such yeah, a killer yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Jason's such a virgin. Like, stop. <laughs> just let people get laid, bro. <laughs> Why are you so upset? Anyway, mummy's boys. And in cell Voorhees. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's. He's the ultimate incel, actually. I bet there's some Reddit forum about him being an incel. There's got to be, Jesus. There's got to be, come on, some 4chan page somewhere in the depths of the B page, the B forum. Jason's becomes like a martyr for them all and stuff. But yeah, he's... um. But the thing is with Halloween 2018, of all three, I think, Halloween 2018 is the most kill-focused, like kill count focus for Michael. He is about it. Like the beginning where he just he like saunters into that elderly couple's house and there's like the hammer or the knife choice. And he's like, ah, 
my trusty knife. Stab, 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 stab. He's just sauntering around. He's got like, and of course, I like how they stuck to Michael ain't running. Michael ain't running for no oh, one. Yeah. Michael, absolutely chill. Like that, that scene Rob- in the theater played. I remember seeing that opening night, and that scene when he walks into the woman's house and he kills her with the hammer mm. and picks up the knife. That scene in the theater, there, I I've seen quite a few Halloween movies in the cinema. That was the only time I ever felt an audience. Feet, like I got the vibe that everyone was really uncomfortable for just a moment because as he's walking out of that house, you hear a baby crying. And because oh, yeah. of the way he's portrayed in this movie, it's the first time you actually think like, is he going to, is he going to kill a baby? Kill like a baby? you think yeah. about it for just a minute and he doesn't, yeah. but it's, it's a testament to how intimidating they managed to make him feel that you go, I don't know what this movie's going to do. I don't know what it's capable of. And that is something I hadn't felt in a Halloween movie since probably since i saw the original and that's because i think again because they eliminated the bloodline so he's just like shank 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 everyone right he's ready to go like um 20 the 2018 one is the only one i haven't been able to rewatch because they've taken it off all streaming platforms here and i don't own it um but yeah i cannot remember exactly what was happening in that one obviously we're oh god i do remember the actress that they hired to play Laurie Strode's daughter makes me want to tear my eyes out. You're talking about Judy Greer, right? As Karen. Yeah, she's the she's the voice of Cheryl on Archer and stuff, and she's in Arrested mm-hmm. Development. And I think yeah. because I've seen her in these comedy roles, I couldn't I couldn't like separate myself from that. And I'm watching her in this like, hey, mom, you're an alcoholic and you live out in the middle of nowhere. Get it together, (laughs) Roll. I couldn't see it. I just kept seeing her as Cheryl from Archer or like her flashing her boobs in Arrested Development. Like I couldn't get it out of yeah spring break whoa i couldn't get it out of my head take one good and then oh my god on arrested development the guy's called michael and there's a scene where she's like take a good look at these michael and i'm just like it's last michael time myers. you're gonna see them yeah yeah and i'm thinking please shout that at michael myers please i'm dying <laughs> last time i'm gonna see them michael and he's like i don't care <laughs> that's what makes missed opportunity killing. david gordon green yeah. missed opportunity miss and he's a comedy writer come on we're doing your job for you but yeah, this is like the number one is is oh god, I forgot the I tell you another good scene from Mike, the first one as well is is the toilet scene, which is obviously like I don't know if they were playing homage to Halloween H two O, H twenty. Absolutely. Whatever. I believe that wholeheartedly. I mean there's so many yeah. references to the yeah. I guess we'll call them the ignored Halloween sequels now, uh, throughout all <laughs> the three. Shunned. The shunned yeah, Halloween. yeah. But they, they 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 pepper in these little moments like the bathroom scene, which is I, I think is really oh, suspenseful so and great. It's, it's when he hands he has the uh the teeth and he holds them over the stall and <gasps> drops them and oh yeah. No, he's a menace in that movie. Like he's I, I Ju, uh, uh, um James Jude Courtney's performance as Michael Myers is easily my favorite of the series. Like there's just a sense Menacing. of menace yeah absolutely yeah Yeah. he's just he's it's it's the it's the human equivalent of jaws which i'm sure you'll love not jaws 4 jaws um come at me you big (laughs) shock i will say that moment where he dropped those teeth on the floor i was aroused so (laughs) 
where it's just he he has this very audio listeners my audio listeners know that i'm very aroused by like extremely dominant masculine serial killer-esque men <laughs> i don't know why um but michael in this first movie was the epitome of that and he was he they really like you said he was menacing he came in with full force he was like i'm back baby pow 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 do you know what i mean if he could literally be firing yeah. guns into the ceiling that's what he would have done I'm caught on this idea that that Michael Myers dropping human teeth makes you go, oh my god, yes. <laughs> it was just so hot. It was just, I was like, where'd you get, where'd you get those teeth, Daddy? Like, are they for me? Like, I don't know. <laughs> just like oh, what I Lord. was thinking. <laughs> I was like, are they, are they for me? I'm excited. Thanks, Daddy. Like, I don't know what I'm doing, but like, yeah, Michael is just wow. like he is, and oh, the scene where they see him in the loony bin and they pull the mask out. And all the the crazy people are like, oh, and Michael's just like, give me that mask. Like, he's so about getting that mask back. He's so angry. But I think like Rob Zombie kind of like did all the backstory of Michael. And it was like, yeah, 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 whatever. But I liked the fact that we got that kind of glimpse into almost a history of him, like what he's been doing, which is basically standing on a checkered uh, playground with a bunch of crazy people. Yeah, and looking like a giant, we- uh, a giant chess piece. Yeah, they would just start moving in weird angles. Um, but I did like that that was that was included to give us a build up and a suspense. And do you know what I mean? And it also, again, I think maybe they did it and I don't know why, but maybe they did do that to sort of show that he would just go for anyone because he went after those journalists. He was like, you know, oh, I'm into you now. I'm going to track you. OK, I'm going to track you. I'm going to track you. And it was just showing that he is just going to go for people. Laurie's house. That's interesting. She had some mannequins in the garden. <laughs> Well, you got to aim at something. She was nuts. How did you feel about the the the, the way they brought Laurie back in and showing her as this hermit who'd completely lost it? What was your take on that? Because a lot of people were quite, um, you know, divided on how she was going to deal with that trauma, if you will. Yeah, I was fine with it. Um, I liked that they went sort of the Sarah Connor route with her. I, I thought that was a lot more interesting than than the way they went with it in H two O, which was sort of like, oh, she's sort of uh she's a she's a bad parent she's an alcoholic and she's sort of I'm like gonna have another in. wine at lunch <laughs> yeah exactly yeah but uh, and i like that she was proactive and paranoid and proactive mm-hmm. my favorite angle about this whole and and they they go through all the stages not to get too far ahead for the whole trilogy but the idea that laurie has been obsessed with michael the throughout this 40 year gap and she's got this mindset of she's convinced he's gonna get out and he's gonna come after me and it's me, 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 and I'm going to get him. And what you learn in the trilogy is, frankly, Michael really doesn't give a doesn't give a crap about Laurie Strode. The the, <laughs> the only reason that they ever end up together in any of these three movies is by happenstance. He's not seeking her out. He she's it's just like a weird, an, unrequited love. <laughs> it is. Well, I just imagine the mindset of someone who's convinced themselves they're so important to this yeah. other person. And then yeah. to find out that they wasted their whole life for for, for <laughs> nothing, really. You wasted a life, Laurie, calm down. <laughs> well, I mean, he ends up at her home at the end of Halloween 2018, but not because he's looking for her, because he's following uh, Allison, her daughter. She She's yeah. running through there, and he follows her. And then every other time that they end up in the same place, it's because he's following someone else. So it's never really been about Laurie. And I, I like that, that angle of you know her realizing... She sort of squandered her life uh, obsessing mm-hmm. with someone that 
she thought was obsessed with her and he wasn't. And I, I think that's a really interesting angle to play about trauma. It's and- almost, yeah, I think it's almost like the opposite of what people want to happen when they do that manifesting destiny thing. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm going to yeah, manifest completely. my destiny. And she was just like, yeah, Michael. And it's like, yeah, but you didn't want that. I think, yeah, it's a really interesting point. It's like maybe because she had so much focus on Michael and she had all this drive, all this paranoia. And in a strange way, you know, you do put out what comes back. And if you are obsessed with this thing, you are going to end up seeking it out, maybe without yourself even realizing. Like she drilled it into her daughter, didn't she? So, of course, it's going to happen at some point that her daughter ends up in the firing line of that because her life has also been revolved around Michael. Like, you know, you if you keep obsessing about something, that thing is going to come into your life, whether it's negative or positive, because yeah, absolutely. you're seeking it out. You can't escape it. And uh, yeah, she just but I did like how they made her. Yeah, I liked how they made her tough in a way. I like how they they didn't make her this, you know, wiltering flower of a woman which was which was really really good but yeah it is it's kind of it also made me sad like you said that she spent like 40 years of her life traumatized by this person who's forgotten about her but in a strange way i think that's very good because i think a lot of people who are victims of uh, assaults or crimes do become obsessed with the person who did that to them but that person's moved on and may have unfortunately assaulted the next person or done another crime or is in prison you know and they forgot they've made that moment their entire Mm. life that they've let it define them and and laurie did i mean they 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 talk about that in, in in halloween 2018 where you know she had her daughter taken away from her and she has almost no relationship with her granddaughter because she's just so Mm. myopic like she's just so zeroed in on this one thing and she can't rest until it's done um, yeah, she's. I, I, I think I watched all of that movie just feeling sorry for her, like really feeling sorry for yeah. her. Yeah. My, my favorite scene just... in that movie of hers is when uh, there's a scene early on when the family's at dinner and. Uh, and I was Lori just going to say it. Oh my God, stop. Lori shows up and she's late. And yeah. the second she gets there, she takes a swig of, of wine. Yep. And the, the, her yep. daughter's like, no, this is why we don't invite you out. And she Get sits out, down Mom. and she's, she's upset. Yeah. And, but there, there's, yeah. it's my, my favorite, my favorite part about that scene is it's the only time. Cause I don't, I don't know how, how closely you pay attention to the credits of these Halloween movies, but mm. in, in the first probably four or five Halloween movies, Michael Myers in the credits is, is not referred to as Michael Myers. He's refer- he's listed as There's the shape. shape. Right. And yeah. that's the only time in any of the movies that anyone ever says that. Cause she says, she says to her daughter, she goes, I saw him. I saw the shape. And when she said yeah. that, I was like, Oh yes. Somebody oh, said the word. Up, bro. <laughs> I, you know, I was watching, I was watching um, Halloween kills uh, with someone the other night and, and he goes, uh, why is it written as the shape and i was like oh sit back person who doesn't care about movies for me to bore you to death with some stuff do you know what i mean like people are just like oh shut up and talk about it rachel at least don't start on movie stuff but yeah that scene was my favorite i i think as well from on a personal level but coming from a background where i wasn't in the most um nice environment as a child and having that kind of actual like thing play out in a way i was just yeah. like oh yeah i've been there i've had that like oh you're drunk again kind of like eye roll kind of thing that sort of desperation to just like don't just don't do you basically and they they all play that role very well they all sit down and that is it's a, it's almost another form of tension in the movie like the tension between the family and her where she yeah. just thinks she's trying to protect them and they're just like, would you just stop drinking wine? <laughs> like, she should have ordered the same wine that she had in Halloween age 20 and we would have all that been like, 
It's a one yeah, it's, it's, Chardonnay at lunchtime. <laughs> it's awkward and it's heartbreaking at the same time. And uh, yeah. and I, I think Jamie's performance in that scene is is probably some of the best acting she's time. done in the series. Yeah, yeah she's she's outstanding. Jamie Lee Curtis is just an absolute icon that not a lot of people will give her credit for, which is something. But have you seen Scream Queens, the TV series? Yes, I have. Oh my god, I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> by the way we have to refer to her now as oscar winner jamie lee curtis yeah. oh yeah oscar winner jamie lee curtis. but like i think like when you watch scream queens which is something she done like i think it was like 2015 2016 and mm-hmm. she's so funny and she's so witty and she's got great comedic timing in that show she's so good at it and then you can literally watch her two years after that show wrapped playing such a serious role she's got such a, a dynamic about her she's so good as an actress and she deserves you know all the praise she gets scream queens if you haven't watched it i think i've mentioned it before on this podcast i need to do an episode where i just talk about scream queens because i absolutely i was re-watching it the other week i got sick and i was i was bedbound queen so i was just watching scream queens and i was like a the jokes you wouldn't get away with them in this day and age and b just the writing is so good and i'm surprised that not a lot of people have seen it and i also just absolutely love chad radwell like <laughs> i love chanel's boyfriend chad radwell he's so funny he's such that a show has a character. great cast i think emma roberts was it, on that show as well yeah. yeah she plays chanel number one and it's just right. it's such a great show everyone go watch it and yeah jamie lee curtis's character is the D- dean munch she's um she's fantastic in that role like 10 out of 10 she's done like disney movies and stuff like that but whatever but she is brilliant in that role but yeah also then the end of halloween 2018 they set michael on fire don't they that's that one isn't it yep yeah they they trap him in the basement and uh and she has it preset to completely ignite and uh because she is a lady who has a lot of hobbies and free time (laughs) (laughs) just setting up a man house trap imagine if you went on a date with laurie strode and you went back to that house oh god yeah be like what why is there lighter fluid everywhere (laughs) <laughs> why does it smell like petrol in here what's with all the mannequins and she's like yeah don't look over there don't open that trap door uh, do you want some white dry wine for lunch like <laughs> you're on a day date you know what i mean she's just drinking um yeah so they set him on fire um and all of us know and i'm sure you felt the same when you're watching this movie because i also saw it in the theater and stuff like that i was like yeah he ain't dead like yeah, they, they kept it pretty ambiguous. Well, for everything I've heard from from David Gordon Green uh, is that they didn't make the movie with any idea or intention of keeping it going, but they didn't want to stop anyone else from doing it. So they left it sort of ambiguous. Um, he actually said that if, if they had known they were going to make sequels, that they wouldn't have had Laurie get so mortally wounded because in yeah, the next movie, she spends the entire movie in the hospital. Um it kind of sidelined her, but they kind of painted themselves into a corner with that, uh, with that yeah, bit of storytelling. Yeah, she did get really messed up, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, but their battle's great. Yeah, yeah, it's great. That's a, oh, that is a good scene. That is a really, really good scene. Um, yeah, so like Michael's on fire. I just was like, yeah, in my head, again, without knowing that there was going to be other ones, you just, I think at this point, even though I was watching it knowing that, this wasn't a add-on to the other ones where Michael is like insanely powerful and survives a kung fu fight with Buster Rhymes. Like, do you know? <laughs> you got who could survive strong. a kung fu fight with Buster yeah. Rhymes? I mean, Come what on, mortal Buster human? Rhymes. I like Jeez. Halloween Resurrection. It's so bad. It's yeah, you'd be the first one. So- Oh, it's just, yeah, it's not a good movie, but it's the kind of movie you watch sometimes and just go, eh. It's like watching Freddy versus Jason. You know it's bad. Oh, know. God. I would I would watch Freddy versus Jason 
for 24 hours without a break before I want to watch Halloween Resurrection once. Um, I can't, I can't take Halloween Resurrection and <laughs> it's so ridiculous. <laughs> at least Freddy versus Jason knows what it is. I feel like yeah, Halloween Resurrection, they thought they were making something interesting. It's like, oh, we're going to have these yeah. handheld cameras and it's going to be like oh Blair God. Witch. And we're going to IM our girlfriend at a party. No one oh, is IMing God. anyone at a house party. You're doing drugs and you're getting lay. You're not IMing oh, people and a group of people don't join in and watch. Like, no one cares. Where did they get the idea for that? Like, I've watched enough. <laughs> I've been to enough house parties. If someone was at a house party IMing someone, I'm like, what are we going to do cocaine off my tits this is rubbish like you know what i mean like what kind of house party is this you know oh, what i mean but like i don't know i would i watch how yeah i was actually halloween resurrection is probably my least watched one halloween h20 i can watch like all the time because i just love josh hart and it's terrible haircut i'm living for it oh god yeah um, it's like he fell asleep yeah, the in, the, in the chair isn't it oh god yeah i think it's because he was doing the faculty at the same time so yeah like, literally this like this like yeah. same time i think they shot within like a month of each other yeah God, the faculty such a good movie. Faculty's <laughs> super it. underrated. That's yeah, Robert Rodriguez made I, I, I love that movie. Yeah, yeah. Very underrated. So good. I literally think I've watched it like twice this year. But I went to there's a weird meme of like, you know, when you can meme your own life between me and my friends is I always think I own the faculty, like the DVD, and then I don't. And I go to my DVD collection. I'm like, oh yeah, I own Final Destination. And then everyone's like, Yeah, they just always make a joke about that now. They're like, they send me pictures of like the new Final Destinations coming out. They're like, hey, the faculty's coming out. And I'm like, yeah okay i know i own i'm like you i own a lot of movies I, I but i don't own the faculty i need to buy it because i keep just looking at fun destination in my collection going yeah i don't want to watch that yeah the faculty is super underrated that movie has one of the best casts of any horror movie in it like it's it's so 90s like it it's so Usher's 90s in it. but it's so good yeah. usher is in it usher is in usher, it for like two oh seconds. that's right for like and two you got seconds, yeah, yeah elijah wood uh josh hartnett uh, oh my god and then you got selma hayek's in it for god's selma sake selma hayek john stewart yeah that yep. movie has an amazing cast yeah absolutely jesus it's so, and there was a guy there's one of the guys and i can't remember his name and he was in alpha dog and he's a really good actor and he's also really oh yeah i know who you're talking about yeah i know the football exactly player guy yeah uh -huh. and the little goth uh -huh. girl falls in love with him the only thing about the faculty that really annoys me so you have the goth girl and she falls for the the jock uh college um you know mm -hmm. football captain guy and at the breakfast end of the club movie, did it first woo! but at the end of the movie they get together and she's not a goth anymore i was like girl do not change how you look for any dude it's exactly like, what they did in the breakfast club it's exactly oh, what they did in the breakfast so club annoying. she's wearing some lavender cardigan i was like you look like a chump <laughs> put your h&m cardigan away and get back into yeah. your nine inch nails t-shirt i can't look at this oh and by the way if you watch the faculty um please everyone note how heavily sponsored by tommy hilfiger that movie was <laughs> oh yes oh yeah no the, the the product placement in that movie is is over the top you like tommy hilfiger high school students that we're marketing this movie to <laughs> if you don't you will by the end of the film um i <laughs> I literally when i rewatched watched i was like why is everyone wearing subtle tommy hill figure it's so good but anyway yeah so they burn him laurie which brings us nicely into i'm gonna say it my least this film was so bad i nearly walked out justin please go straight away with how you want to talk about halloween kills i nearly walked out of the movies okay go 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 <laughs> well first i want to know at what point you almost walked out um, when they all started chanting, <laughs> which oh, okay. you voice noted to me the other day, and I was like, <laughs> I'm going to throw my phone out the window. Literally, audio listeners have got a voice note, and Justin just goes, hello, evil dies tonight. I was like, I'm going to throw my phone. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think just like the whole mob mentality moment in that movie was the bit where I was just like, dude, I'm I'm out. Like there's an another reason why I was out was as well, because there was so many um like throwbacks where it was like it's easter egg time guys look this is kind of like the first movie and i was like yeah i get it i've already just sat through halloween 2018 get to the point and i just started to get it. they did it so much it became kind of like tacky but anyway please go okay. ahead with your thoughts all right otherwise i'm gonna scream <laughs> the, okay i first we go on record I, I i enjoy halloween kills there are problems there are a lot of problems um evil dies tonight being said 74 times is probably the, the biggest one um yeah. I, I just think the movie has a lot of pacing issues like it jumps back and forth way too often between what's happening with michael and then the, the hospital where laurie's doing absolutely nothing except waxing Head idiotic and ex yeah there's just so many monologues in that movie and it it, it really drags it down but the stuff that does for me that does work really works i think the flashback scene at the beginning is beautiful yeah. it, the 1978 scene is amazing uh the, the guy they got to come in and, and, and be dr loomis it's per like that's it's so perfect um yeah. i think the kills themselves i mean if you're going to call your movie halloween kills the kills need to be like oh. really top tier and the, yeah, and the kills, the kills are top tier in this movie. Like yeah, the, the, the fireman sequence, the, the knife in the eye, the, the uh, stab under the armpit. Like it, it, Michael's in like the, top form the here. Or something as well. And he like puts it through someone. There's a bit where that happens. Ugh, yeah. So for me, it's like the, I went and saw a movie called Halloween kills and in it, Michael Myers killed 36 people. So it gave me what I was expecting. Um, yeah. I do think that it was a, a letdown from 2018 because I, I honestly think Halloween 2018 is maybe my favorite slasher movie of the last 20 years. Like, I really adore it. Yeah, it was movie. such a sterling performance. Imagine trying to have to follow that and then keep Yeah, and it was going. a real, like, it was a real, it, it felt like a film. Like, it felt like there was an elegance to it. I mean, for a slasher as much as you can, but yeah. there was a real patience to it and respect. And I feel like Halloween Kills was sort of, it was a really exploitative B movie, but I also think it knew that it was going to go that way it's like they were rewarding themselves for the restraint that they showed in halloween 2018 and the reward was we're just going to go nuts we're going to have michael killing <laughs> uh, like 30 people in a in a, uh, in a mob we're going to have him killing eight firemen he's he's going to go bonkers um so in that respect i i, I enjoy just how insane it gets because it, it almost it's the closest michael myers has ever been to feeling like jason Voorhees yeah that i mean again if you take out the rob zombie movies where he would just go ham a lot as well um you know if we i always that, take out the rob zombie movie <laughs> were you trying to say justin that you don't think they're any good <laughs> i, I that, you would need another hour for me to explain how i feel about the rob zombie movies i'll just say that yeah. if yeah. if people I'm... if the people in the rob zombie movies existed I would I would cram myself to sleep that there were those kind of people in the world. Like I, I just I, it's a whole other world. I don't understand it. I never met people that act like that or talk like that. So it's for me, it's like it's the suspension of belief that everyone is awful. Everyone's gross and dirty. And I feel like maybe uh, we should do an episode on that. Maybe just the two of us, because I think happily when we i forget as a, okay we'll do it very we're just touching it really briefly to just get my point across as an english person watching it like like we had like we were talking about earlier about like cultural ideologies of other places like people think a certain way of english people yo we don't all drink tea you know da -da -da -da, beans on toast whatever <laughs> but there's this, this there is this idea of like uh the south and hillbillies in america and obviously rob zombie 
epitomizes that. He's like, hey, this is a thing I'm going to use all the time. And we're going to have this weird, like, grimy, dirty, down south kind of, like, Skid Row-esque looking people. And it's just Which like, makes no. sense to me for the South, but this is Haddonfield, Illinois. In Illinois the, you know, this is yeah. like a suburb, a <laughs> yeah. small town suburb outside of Chicago. So this isn't yeah. Alabama. Ooh, this isn't the playoffs. Everyone, it's been sick. <laughs> no, just shout out my team. <laughs> I love Chicago Bulls. Playoffs been great this year. I've been loving it. Oh yeah, uh, no, I'm, I've been actually been a Bulls fan since I was nine. So. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I was watching the when I was watching the play-ins, I was like, yeah, we're doing well. But then we're just going to start talking about NBA. And I was like, I tell you who I also thought was doing quite well was actually, surprisingly, it was Miami Heat. Because I don't really pay a lot of attention to Miami Heat. But when I was watching the play-ins, they were doing really well. So I was kind of in Yeah, they're killing it. They're they're going to they're going to be in the finals this year. They're going to the finals. Yeah. Man, I was done in my uh, my uh, Chicago's Bull jersey for every game I watch. I have to go to other people's houses who have Sky Sports to watch it because like, <laughs> watch it in my own house. I'm like, hey, can I just come to your house and watch the NBA? And they're all like, we hate the NBA. I'm like, I just watch it by myself. Thanks. Um, no one likes the NBA in England. It's so sad. Like, I really want one of those like Chicago Bulls like bed throws that people have, like the little like um, – not a duvet cover, but like a little throw that you put over your like self. Yeah, I know what you mean. I really want one of them, and you can't buy them anywhere in England. It's so annoying. I'm like stupid England. I don't want tea. I want good teeth and Chicago Bulls throws. <laughs> I'm Come sure on, Amazon has something you can get. Oh yeah, I just try not to give my money to them. <laughs> Jeff Bezos. Amazon has dies tonight. Yeah, Amazon Prime now. Give me Prime. Jeff Bezos has got enough money. He doesn't need me. Um, <laughs> I feel like yeah, like with this movie like michael's kill like you know outside of the rob zombie halloweens they really went for it it was really great like the kill scenes as you said especially the fireman one i remember watching that and i was like daddy are those uh firemen for me like do you know what i mean <laughs> just michael just piling up dead people i'm like yay teeth and firemen but like you know and it it really did as you said you're getting what you're you're getting what you're paying for you're, you're getting a lot of kills you're getting all this stuff and yeah it's kind of like laurie strode i did feel like they kind of like pasted her scenes in they were like oh god we gotta keep her going um yeah she's in the hospital look she's doing some talking like whatever it was the storyline itself outside of michael felt weak to me Mm-hmm. It felt a bit watered down, and like you said, like trying to have Laurie have some kind of impact when she's she's bedbound queen, you know, was a bit difficult and stuff like that. And then obviously pulling her daughter in and stuff because I feel like they were like, oh, she's in the bed, so we got to make the daughter now. She's doing stuff, and it just the whole hospital scene, the whole mob mentality. I get the point of it. It was to show how the town felt collectively. I think because obviously that mm-hmm. does impact the town. Now I think that they bring that in very well in Halloween ends so that's quite interesting in a minute but they do it so subtly i really enjoyed it and i think halloween kills were like do you really want to see it i feel like just with halloween kills they were like halloween 2018 and halloween ends they were like hey this is how you make a movie and you have like subtext and subtlety and And then halloween kills are like (laughs) let's just let's just do it you know what i mean like i just feel like there's there's no subtlety in halloween kills it's 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 about as subtle as a flying brick that movie yeah, it really was. They're like, "Hey, do you want to just do a bunch of dumb stuff?" And everyone was like, "Yeah, okay then. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. We'll bring it back with Halloween Kills, but for now, we're just going to have a blast." But I think my like if there was one good bit about the movie aside from the kills, um the playground scene was very nice. I liked that. Yeah. That was that was beautifully shot. The tension, the way the kids were like, "That guy over there's watching us." Like I loved all the like this, you know, the the build up and it had really great suspense which was enjoyable um but yeah the whole like putting the nurse from the original film in the car and then the hand coming down and cracking the window and 
I get it all was meant to be a throwback, but to me, I was just like, yo, dude, we know this is going to happen. Like, give me something fresh. And then they did because they had the swing set and Michael standing in the background. That was cool. That was great. That was fresh. And I think by the time that all that mob mentality stuff had happened and they were like, oh, we brought back the original kid and hey, oh, the original nurse is there. It felt like they were just piling it on too much for me. But that's just my personal opinion. Like, yeah, I, mean, I, I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong. I, I think it was it feels like too many cooks in the kitchen and and like two it's two movies happening concurrently that don't really gel yes. well together yeah um, but they did they did like you said they did what it says in the title and i think if you want to watch old school or well, if you want to watch like middle ground michael ha- like halloween films halloween kills is it it's it's dumb it's silly it's it's chainsaws to firemen's faces. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you got like the funny little throwbacks. It's it's got its moments where it's kind of like comedic and stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. it's yeah. It's the Jason Voorhees of the Halloween films. Who doesn't like Big John and Little John? Come on. <laughs> Wandering through the forest. It just makes me think of that Disney <laughs> song. I absolutely um, loved those two in that movie. I thought that I thought that yeah. I, I thought that was the most random, lovely choice. And even when they're alone, that they refer to themselves as Big John and Little John. I, I just yeah. The movie's very beautiful, though. I mean, I love a lot of the colors and, and the lighting, and I love the way it's all like shot. And you know, it it's it's it takes a. Uh, I think this is the movie that takes place the most at night. <laughs> like a lot of stuff happens. Yeah, at well, night I mean, it, it takes the... place. It takes place over the course of like three hours of the same. It's all the same night as, yeah. as the last movie, but it's like, it's and very truncated. It, yeah. They make it look great. And they have some really interesting lighting choices with that because obviously you're kind of restricted. You're kind of limited. But like I said, like silly things like the way they lit the play park and you have all that huge expansive darkness and just that swing set illuminated. And then, you know, she's got to walk through that dark space knowing Mike was around. Like they played with it well and they, they made interesting right. choices. It's just, I feel like, like you said, the AB storylines didn't mesh for me. They didn't fit well. And uh, I did watch it again and I kind of was a bit more like, yeah, it's not that bad. But when I was in the movie theater, I was like, <laughs> I want to leave. <laughs> no, I, un- I understand. Uh, I understand. I yeah, the, the, the mob stuff in the movie, it's, 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 I think it was for one, it's, it's executed terribly, but the, yeah. the idea to, to me, it rang so it, brutally honest about the way a lot of people in this country, my country are, um, which is this idea that build a wall, Trump 2020. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, you know, if you're not going to do it, we're going to do it. But the difference is we're all idiots and we're not going to do it. Right. Which is sort of, I mean, it happens at the end of the movie, the mob, you know, they surround Michael yeah. and, and, and they beat the hell out of him. And, and it's this idea. And she, you know, Lori even says it in one of her, 18 monologues which is like you know you can't kill it with brute force and it's like all all if these all these people did all all their actions all these ideas all they did was result in more death not only of innocent people but themselves if they had just stayed yeah. out of it michael wanted to go home and if they just stayed yeah. out of it they'd be alive the 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 other inmate would still be alive Oh, yeah, the other dude. Oh, my God, I forgot about him. He is kind of aimless in this movie. Um, But this is the movie where they kill Laurie's daughter. Yeah, Karen at the very end. Thank yeah, you. Karen, yeah. So I think that, like, out of the whole movie, that's the only bit that we need to turn us into the next film, Halloween Ends. Oh, his fingers, his fingers, the fingers, Justin, the fingers. Yes, he's, he's missing three <laughs> fingers, fingers that got shot off. That's true. 
you messaged me and I was like, dude, you're so like good at this. Cause I remember you were like, so in the trailer, there's a bit, <laughs> just like, I love how there like, are clues. You yes. were like, there's clues. He's not got fingers. Look at the fingers, Rachel. And I could just imagine you in your house, like circling it on like a PowerPoint, just like, you know, with all these like lines going to question marks and stuff. And I was like, exactly, it's exactly what was happening. Yeah. Yeah. And I was sitting there with my friend. I was like, look, it's the fingers. And then my friend's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, <laughs> like, like shut that's up. how you Why can you tell that one's it? really Michael and that one's not Michael because yeah. he has all of his fingers. You were the first person to tell me that. And I was just like, what do you want? <laughs> Just yeah. like honestly, I'm, I'm, a de- I'm a very detailed person. I don't know what to you tell you. So, you literally got it. And I was like, and then when I watched it, because I didn't see this at the movies, and they, it had a quite a short running time over here. Like, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I need to find time to go and see it. And I think at that, when it came out, I was, <laughs> I'm gonna plug my own band. I, w- I was like going, I joined a new band. So it was all like, I was like in rehearsals and trying to like learn everything and go there. And, you know, like they, they already had music set up. So like, hey, learn all this stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, Jesus Christ. And it was like in October and I was doing all of that and working and everything like that. And I never got to see it in the movies. And then I was like, oh, there'll be time. And it had a really short running time over here. Like I literally remember it being on for two weeks and then it was done and i was like oh i guess i won't see it in the movies then kind of like thing i was like oh all right then i won't and um you know when you kind of like think i shouldn't put that off i could have found the time but i didn't but (laughs) so i watched (laughs) i was rehearsing if my band is listening like hey that's legitimate that's legitimate follow us on instagram cream.horizon everyone we just shot a music video two days ago it was baller um Oh, I'm so tired. Oh my god, the lighting. <laughs> like you when you're shooting a music video, I spend I spend a lot of time doing nothing. Let's just say that. <laughs> And they were like, Hey, let's get some more soft boxes out and then more lighting and I was like, I'm just laying on the floor of a sound studio right now. It's a lot of hurry up and wait. Yeah, it really was. And if you're me and you have ADHD, there was points where I was just like, What are we doing? <laughs> my poor band. I love them all so much. But like all the time I'm not behind the drum kit, I'm an asshole. Like, because I'm just like, my brain is like, you meant to be doing that thing. Remember with the timing and the 4 4 and the counting? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we're going to get to that. And then my brain's like, well, why am I still standing here? I'm like, yeah, we're going to get to it. Like, do you know what I mean? And it's like, just play the drums, Rachel. I didn't know you were a drummer. That's amazing. Justin, do you not follow Queen.Horizon? Like, like, uh, I mean, like, yes, I do. Yes, I do. No, I, I honestly didn't know. I didn't know you were a drummer. I, as a drummer, yeah. I didn't know you were a drummer. Yeah. We, our EP came out. We're just plugging my band now. Like, hey, to hell with you. Yeah, the EP came out last week. Fairy Tales. We're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. Queen Horizon. The EP's called Fairy Tales. Check it okay. out. I, drum I will it. pull it out. Yeah, audio listeners, please go check it out. We're trying to get our following up because we're new. But obviously, like... When you're sitting there waiting to play the drums, but you're sitting there watching someone set up a bunch of lighting and it's been like three hours, <laughs> I was just like ready to like scream. And then I think my band were like, hey, use that energy for the show, like for when you have to play the same song 20 times over. <laughs> like it was driving me nuts. Right. And I wasn't allowed to have a bass pedal because obviously like it was mimed to the, the backing track and you're just playing the mm-hmm. video. So I'm just like in the video, I was like, hey, to the, the camera guy, I was like, don't shoot too far over the top of me because I'm just tapping my foot. Like I'm kind of like <laughs> such a weirdo. And everything was like all padded out under the cymbals. So when you hit them, they had like a really weird like uh, re- reverb to you. And it was just, I hope it looks good. I haven't seen too much of it yet. I'm so. sure it's going to turn out great. 
yeah it was fun they gave us all these like cool blue uv lights and stuff like that i was like dude if there's jizz on me everyone's gonna see it jesus christ (laughs) (laughs) no it was cool is that that the name of the next single jizz on me is that jizz on me question mark evil dies tonight evil jizz dies tonight um but yeah it was baller but um yeah what was we saying michael my band jesus yeah so i never saw the movie in the movie the cinema Mm-hmm. And I, but I remember watching the trailers and I was just like, and so then by the time I watched it, I completely forgot about your, um, a beautiful mind pinning theories. In My your fingers. Like, yeah. Wife, yeah. He's got no fingers. Do you know what I mean? And I was just like, oh yeah, Justin figured that out. And I was watching, I was like, damn, Justin's good. I was just like, cause I yeah. am in love with Corey from Halloween ends. Just can I put that out there? <laughs> Co- Mr. Corey Cunningham? Be my boyfriend, yes. Corey Cunningham. Like, you're hot. <laughs> I love it if you serial killed people near me. Yeah, so Halloween Ends is my favorite. Because I'm in love It's with your Corey. favorite of the three? Yeah, definitely. 100%. Okay, that's like, interesting. Uh, I've, I've never heard that answer, to be honest. So that's really, really? interesting. Really? I'm surprised. Yeah. So it came out on Sky Cinema in this country. I think I messaged you. I was like, I'm watching it today. And it came out and I rewatched it literally two days ago. And I was like, this is the best one. Like, I don't... <laughs> fight me, everyone. It's got, like... Michael's in a pipe. Like, <laughs> I'm a professional film critic, and I'm just like Michael's in a pipe, everyone. And I'm like messaging, and I was like doing, I was talking to people. I was like, yeah, Michael's in a pipe, and they're like, well, like Mario, and I'm like, sure, <laughs> just like, yeah. It's, he's he's doing his best Pennywise. That's what's happening. Yeah, he's in a jumpsuit. He's Mario, like you know, fixing plumbing and stuff. Michael's in a pipe. <laughs> Why? <laughs> just it's so a, it's an interesting it's an interesting choice that they made because you know I. I I followed the process of, of cause Halloween kills and Halloween ends were supposed to be shot back to back, like mm. right at one, right after the other. And then COVID happened and it, it sort of changed everything and everything got spaced out a year. And originally uh, Halloween ends was going to take place the same night as Halloween 2018 and Halloween kills. It were going to be, it was all going to be the same, the same night into the morning. And then when they had that year, uh, David Gordon green and Danny McBride, they decided to rewrite the script and they changed something like 90% of it. And they added this five year gap, you know, to give the characters room to have changed and for things to be different. And I'm still to this day, very curious what that original script might've been like, because I I can assure you Corey Cunningham wasn't part of it. There's no way you could cram that story into one evening. Corey's the only reason to watch that movie. (laughs) But but, but I I really do enjoy the, the, the Corey uh, storyline. I really like the idea of, and you call Michael Myers the shape. And I think this is the best indicator of why because it's this idea of, of, of the evil just being transmitted and it changing shape and just becoming something different and it's always around and it's just going to be in a different form and i really like that idea and um a lot of fans revolted because you know michael myers is in the movie for nine minutes um yeah he's and i think it's like 40 minutes before you even see him isn't it it's like it's a, a really they're very patient yeah no, it's really ballsy. They, they really took yeah. a chance. And I can understand some yeah. people being like, wait, so this is going to be the last Halloween movie and you're going to you're going to give us, give us no almost Michael no Michael Myers. Um, and he's also really um, rubbish as Michael, essentially, because he's so decrepit by that time. He's so yeah. like, which is the complete antithesis the <laughs> of the way he is at kill. I mean, at the end of kills, yeah. he kills 30 people. And then the next time we he's see him, hammed. he can barely move. Yeah. It's like, yeah. what happened? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he did get set on fire. He lost his hands. He had um, a long day. <laughs> it's a long yeah, day. Yeah. And also, so if you think about it, like, 
age. He's old by this. He's like, he's what? He's 10 years old. 70. Yeah, yeah, okay, 70 yeah. So, yeah, yeah. He's, I was trying to figure it out there. I was like, how much, how old was he when he did this? I was trying yeah. to figure out like how much older he would have been compared to Laurie if you take it off the idea that he was her um, brother and stuff. I was trying to figure out how old he would be. But yeah, so he's like 70 and stuff like that. He's ancient and um, he's living in a pipe. I mean, you know, in a strange way, you can kind of like be logical about it. But like, okay, so he's suffering from exposure because he's unfortunate. You know, he's homeless. Like Michael's not on the property ladder. You know, right. he's obviously not he's not eating you know he's not got medic medic he's not got obamacare at that point in the pipe you know like he's you know he's not got any of this stuff you know he's had to his gross hand like he that just Mm -hmm. healed he didn't go to an a and e you know or whatever yeah he's got infections all over the place yeah like an emergency room he didn't go to that like he's just been in a pipe hanging out with some bums. He's probably doing crystal meth. We don't know. What are you doing in the pipe, Michael? How did you get into the pipe as well? Like, what is he doing? Like, I was watching this documentary literally the day before I watched Halloween um, Halloween Ends as well. And it was, uh, it, was very, it was very interesting. It was about the people who choose to live in the underground sewer system of Las Vegas, which is interesting. Mm. Um, you know, like just migrants, hate, uh, homeless people and stuff like that. And I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you know, uh, it's interesting to learn how, you know, people choose to live or, or unfortunately live if they don't want to be there. But they've taken to this huge underground system in Las Vegas, which like I would, we would never have that in England. It's massive. It's insane. Like, it's like these people with like, it's, in, it's huge. What, what are you guys building in America? Why do you need so much? Why do you need so many pipes underground? Apparently you need them for Michael to live in. We so, need them for whatever. Michael Myers. Where, where are we going to send our serial killers? To retire. Yeah, and then I was I watched that like just by chance because you know, it was interesting, you know, learning about culture and things like that, what people are doing. And then I literally watched Halloween ends like the day after. I was like, oh my God, is Michael in Las Vegas? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, is he just God, under I would Las love Vegas to see that right movie. Now? I would love to see that movie. He's got so Halloween hard in Las Vegas. He's so hard into the slots. He becomes like, uh, you know, homeless under the ground, just trying to get money to go back to the. He's like, I gotta get to the Bellagio, but like, he's just obsessed. With it. That's his next focus is the Bellagio. He's just obsessed oh, with it, God. you know. I would love but, um, to see that movie. Have you ever been to Vegas? Ah, uh, yeah, dozens of times. Wow. Nevada is right above Arizona, so uh, it's it's a it's a real short trip. Do you ever just like sometimes just feel like going to Carson City and just mugging off Vegas and actually going to the capital of <laughs> never, Nevada? Never, never. That's never. What happened, is in Carson no. City? Because it's the it's the capital of of Nevada, isn't it? But it's everyone always goes Las Vegas is the capital. I'm like, no, it's Carson City. What's yeah, I don't. I, I I have nothing. That's why no one goes there. Oh, it's 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 a couple buildings and some homes, and then uh, a sign that says oh. "We're not Las Vegas. What are you doing here?" Yeah, I can imagine, right? Like, it's crazy. I would like, I feel like if I went to Vegas, it would be one of those, I've always said this, like Vegas to me would be one of those like leaving Las Vegas movie kind of things for me where I would go and just like go nuts. I would be like, it's got everything I love. Gambling, prostitutes. These are just the things I enjoy. I used to obviously before. These are a few of my favorite things. It's got decadence and parties, nightclubs. I love all this kind of jazz. I don't do drugs or drink. Obviously I've been clean and sober for like 15 years. Um, but if back in the day, if you'd sent me when I was 16, I'd have been like, woo, the drugs as well. The booze, like, you know what I mean? But like uh, the partying, the clubbing and the prostitutes and the gambling. Oh God, 
I would. So maybe you should money. never go is what we're learning. You should I never if go. I won, if I won like a huge amount of money or I made like, you know, $10 million, I would, I would take a million, I would make, take a million dollars and I would go for like five days and I would just like damage. I would just do damage, <laughs> but I would have like such a great time. Like, but obviously I would never go now as like a regular human being. Mm, <laughs> as regular. a regular human being. <laughs> I wouldn't go as like a, a peasant that I am now, like a poor person. But if I had uh. like, ex if I had like money to burn and I had, I could easily just take a million and it wouldn't mean anything. You know how you have like the, the, the high rollers out there who just get like sure. huge sweets. If I could be that person, that would be the only time I would go to Vegas. Cause I would want to do Vegas properly. Like I would want to get the best prostitutes. I would want to go to the best casinos. I would want the best. Week. I would just be like, come at me late. I'd be in the best clubs. Like, I would just, oh God. It's, have you ever talked to anyone about your strange prostitute obsession? <laughs> Has this ever come up in, 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 you know, when you're lying on a couch talking to someone with a clipboard? This oh, might be something. Yeah, she's she... a great therapist about prostitution. Yeah, she loves it. She's like, no, oh, tell me more. Um, <laughs> I just, I think like, I, I just like to party. I am a person who likes to party. I like, you know what I mean? And like, I think like everyone is so boring where I am and like, everyone's like, I've got kids now. And I'm like, yeah, I don't care. And I'm just like, I am the party person and now no one wants to party. So I like literally oh. this year went out of my way to make friends with people who were like in the early 20s because i was like woo spring break do you know what i mean <laughs> like, who's in the prostitutes to... yeah who's in the prostitutes yeah. let's go i have a friend who loves prostitutes so much he got into debt over it so i hope you <laughs> and hope his name okay. is no i'm kidding no, his um... name, but i hope you're doing okay bro you know i need to catch up with you soon we spoke the other day like do you know what i mean Boy, but like that's this... a that's a rough bankruptcy <laughs> There's a few of my friends who are still having a good time, but um, yeah, I come from a party, a party background. I come from party party friends. We would party three or four nights a week, like properly, and still be holding down jobs and going, getting degrees and doing all that stuff. But we were. I, I don't know anything about that. I'm a saint. Uh, Liar! You went to Vegas, dude. You've been to Vegas. <laughs> That doesn't, that doesn't make that doesn't qualify as something everybody everybody Every in america has been to vegas everything in vegas is strip club gun shop strip club gun shop strip club. <laughs> like, i've seen it on the simpsons man you got escalators outside you can't go to vegas and not have a good time like, you've vegas got escalators is, outside wow that's the thing in vegas right it is a thing and it, it really is yeah justin if you did that in this country people would like boycott it people are like what are you doing <laughs> why is there an escalator outside like no one in this country would ever see that like i'll be in vegas be... in uh, october actually that's my my next trip prostitutes question mark no no <laughs> what are you doing no, in vegas anything fun uh going to a couple concerts and it's it's been like I think it's been three years since three or four years since I've been, I used to go twice a year when I was wow. a younger man. Um, but you know, it, every once in a while I'll just be like, it's time, like a little, little light in my hand starts to glow and it goes, got the red. Yes. So, um, Carousel. it's like Logan's run. Carousel. Logan's run is literally <laughs> one of my favorite films of all time. I'm not even going to get into Logan's run. I love that movie so much. And that's another movie where people go to me and they're like, what's that? And I'm like, what do you want about? Why have you not seen Logan's run? I'm surprised they haven't remade Logan's run. A little point. robot who's like proteins of the sea. Oh God, I love him. He's I so feel like good. Logan's Run would make a really good show, like Westworld did. I feel like that would make that yeah. kind of show. God, I love Logan's Run. I wish we were in. No, if we were in Carousel, we'd all be dead. Um, That's true. How old? Right, twenty five. Twenty five. Twenty five. It was twenty five. Yeah. Halloween ends is the best Halloween one. Ends. Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> so off topic. Logan's running at what I would do with a million dollars in Las Vegas. Um, it's a tangent. Yeah. Oh, I love I love Logan's running. I love Las Vegas. I've never been. Um, I would probably also get married to a prostitute. I'd be like, woo, spring break. Anyway. <laughs> She'd love it. She'd be like, I'm going to marry this rich, crazy woman. <laughs> I'm like, spring rag. I just see you on an escalator outside. I'm like, Justin, it's not natural to be on an escalator outside. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's not natural. You know, fight me in the fight me in the Spotify comments if you think it's natural to be on an escalator outside. Nothing um, about Las got- Vegas would qualify as natural. No, you can buy booze at like 10 a.m. or something, can't you? I don't know what's going on. You could, there's a point in the street where you can stand, and on one side of you is the Eiffel Tower, and on the other side of you is the Statue of Liberty. Natural is not Las Vegas's forte. Spring break! <laughs> Just people getting their tits out. It's brilliant. Um, yeah, to me, Halloween ends, right? I mean, I'm getting back on topic. Halloween ends yeah, yeah. is my favorite because I love, there's so much I love about it. I love, I love the story. I, I genuinely, I feel like you could take Michael Myers out of this and replace him with someone else. And I would still really love the story of this kid uh-huh. who was just babysitting. And FYI, that little kid he was babysitting who was mean to him. I don't care that you fell off the balcony. You were a douchebag. Um, <laughs> like that kid was awful, you know, and he was trying to, he was a good babysitter up to that point. I felt like Corey was being a good babysitter. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, he showed him the thing. I don't know if, I mean. Yeah. But he did offer to turn it off. He gave the kid <clears throat> options. You know what I mean? But Which, like- by the way, I have to say, wait, th- this this is a bit of a paradox now. So mm. you're showing the kid John Carpenter's The Thing, but the reason it John Carpenter... Film, yeah. Well, yeah, but the the, in, the the reason John Carpenter got the job to make The Thing was because he made Halloween. Halloween. So this movie just yeah. sort of ate itself. Do you think he was like, because obviously he was a producer and he did the music, didn't he? Do you think he was oh, just yeah. Like, yeah, I'll do it. You have to also talk about my movie, The Thing, from like 30 years ago. I don't care that it's really old. Talk about it. <laughs> you know what the, I mean? I, the thing, the, I'll tell you, The Thing is actually my favorite John Carpenter movie, just just slightly above Halloween. But my favorite thing about all three of these movies, and I, and I do like them on different levels, my favorite thing about all three of these films is John Carpenter's score. It's so oh, good across yeah. the board. The music is amazing. I, I own them on him. vinyl. Oh, I saw them when they came out. I imagine John Carpenter sitting in like, you know, like a little like guest house built out the back of his mansion, like in his garden, just with all these moogs and like keyboards and just like, just super into his chain smoking cigarettes, sipping on a two gallon martini while he just plays synthesizers till like 4am and his wife's like, John, come inside. And he's like, shut up. I just imagine John Carpenter being... I like that John Carpenter is like a renegade. Like he is a, he just doesn't care about anything. Does he? My favorite John Carpenter film, get ready to throw up in your hands. Justin is. Oh Village God. Of the oh my. Really? <laughs> I love Village of the Damned. Really? Kirsty Alley. When she was Reeve, skinny. Yeah. Christopher yeah. Reeves. People being upset it, by their children and throwing themselves off a cliff. Come at me. I don't think it's as, I don't think it's a, I mean, it has a rep, but I, I don't think it's as bad of a movie as people say it is, but I've, that movie. is it's stupid. I love it. Alien I've never babies. heard anyone say that's their favorite John Carpenter movie. That's really interesting. I don't know why I like it so much. I, maybe to me it's because I find it very soothing to watch. I like the colors. I like the 90s feel of it. Like I kind of watch it as like children like children of the corn I watch as well. Children of the corn soothes me. And I find that village of the dam soothes me. I'm like, so it's yeah, like a comfort okay. food. Yeah, but it's it's okay. children killing their parents. Um, thanks. <laughs> my therapist somewhere is listening to this just going, so next week we'll talk about, you know. <laughs> Yeah. No, you don't understand, Doctor. Children... It's comfort murder. It's comfort murder. Yeah. It's comfort children getting killed in Children of the Corn as well. I love it. 
Malachi. Um, I love Children of the Corn. It's so good. Um, yeah, I just find like if even if you took Michael out, I would watch this movie. Like I, the storyline is great. Corey's character development is so good. You know, like this is a kid who's just you see he gets made fun of by band geeks outside that petrol station. Like, could yeah, you that's be... the first time I've ever seen band geeks as bullies. That yep. was a a bold and move. I, and I think they've done that to really display how low on the town <laughs> on the food like, chain, yeah, <laughs> food chain Corey was, and uh-huh. his mother. She's going to drive anyone to insanity. Like his terribly oppressive mother in that movie i wanted her to. yeah yeah she's pretty rough she's awful there's all these it's a perfect storm it's like a perfect storm for him it's brilliant and they wrote his character so well and i think that chucking all of that in really makes you and this is what i think was clever about halloween kills and i think a lot of people missed this because they were obsessed with the idea of like hey where's michael which is completely valid and understandable they build up this character to give you empathy for him for the first hour of this movie you feel Uh sorry for Corey. you're feeling bad for Corey. he seems to be like the hero of this movie and then uh they flip the switch they flip the switch and real quick you're stuck you're stuck with him as your killer yeah yeah they push him off a bridge number one like this kid gets pushed off a bridge that's a bad time and then he's like michael's like hey do you want to come in my pipe i've been gambling down here it's like (laughs) the weirdest moment happens where he's like do you want to come in my pipe there's rings there's there's meth and whores bring your friends Michael's just all crippled and peddling like drugs. I just love them. Why is Michael in a pipe? I don't know. The whole introduction of Michael into this movie is the bit where I just went, "Oh yeah, I'm invested. He's in a he's in a he's in a bloody pipe. Oh, just show me more." Like I don't know why I really loved it. It's so funny. This is going to sound really silly to have to say out loud because I've never. You should never have to say this when it comes to a slasher movie. But yeah, uh, the novelization of Halloween ends is so yeah. thorough and like explains everything like there's so much in the i, I yeah the, apparently the the script was a lot longer and it became a little truncated because yeah. uh blumhouse didn't want to make a two and a half hour halloween movie but yeah, uh like- there's yeah there's a novelization an audiobook uh that's mm-hmm. super extended in every way like the whole there's a whole front half of the book that takes place the same night as Halloween kills it shows us Michael sneaking away into the sewer there's all this preamble there's all this stuff right. everything's much more fleshed out so if anyone out there is interested in understanding a bit more of what the hell's happening in Halloween ends I really suggest checking yeah. out the novelization because it is really thorough and interesting I do think that they, as I said, they were doing such a great job on Corey. There are a lot of things that are missed about, like, you know, Michael being in the pipe and, and you yeah. know, why, how long has he been there? Is that a recent thing? Has he been watching Corey? Has Corey become one of those people he's become focused on? Like, and that's why he drags him in the pipe. Like, is, you know, is there a focus on Corey? Like, there's things that were missed about Michael, but I think once once we get to Do you want the answer Michael, to that question? Because I can answer that question. <laughs> yeah, hit me up. I'm excited to know. Go. No, yeah, he's... <laughs> He's been down there, the, well, according to the novel, he's been down there since the events of Halloween Kills. And uh, the uh, the other homeless guy that's under the bridge with him yeah. uh, will occasionally lure people into that area, specifically for Michael oh, to okay. kill. In fact, yeah. when Corey's pushed off the bridge, uh, mm. there's a large sign in the background that uh, it's has a, a, mi- it's a missing, missing person. Yeah. yeah, she's been missing since last October. So yeah. uh, occasionally, uh, Michael has been getting his uh, his kill on, but just yeah. not enough to reinvigorate him. Because in that scene, when Corey brings the cop down there and Michael stabs it's him, and powers. 
yeah. oh my god he's like he's doing like a jig like it's crazy what his yeah, body does i was like just it. like oh my god the meth's wearing off michael needs another hit you know? <laughs> Pipe meth is wearing thin. Yeah, he gets he's like super into it, and and Corey's super into it. It's a very it's it's a strangely homoerotic scene. Like it's weird. Maybe that's me seeing that. I don't know the way they position the body and Corey and stuff. I was like, this is hot. What's everyone doing? Um, there like, is something very also, intimate about it. Yeah, it's a very intimate like like they could have just put Corey to the side, but I don't know. Whatever. Um, also, like, uh, how much does that pipe probably stink if Michael's been in there for like five years? Just saying. Oh, it's got to be awful. No, it's got to be awful. Disgusting. And where's he been putting the body? Anyway, there's the questions. But um, pipe Michael is is just sad. Like, but I think that that was a really to me like as i was saying it's understandable if the fans were angry but i really liked it because they're trying to at this point play the idea out that michael is just human and i think that we needed to see the humanity of him and seeing him at 70 when as we said he's not got obamacare living in a pipe that was the humanity (laughs) we needed to be reminded of that because they were like hey don't you know remember that we're we're michael's not the superhuman with pagan powers yeah. like he's played out to be in the other paul rudd well this is that's movie. actually one of the one of the only bones i have to pick with this trilogy is there's an inconsistency because i remember when when halloween 2018 came out and they talked to david gordon green did an interview and he's like it was i was really important that michael myers be just a human being again like just a really hard <laughs> right but th- then then you think about in halloween kills yeah he's set on fire he's he's shot multiple times he's stabbed yeah. in the back of the neck stabbed with a pitchfork yep. and he's like he just around as well you know he's just yeah off, it's this he? it's sort of this fluctuating like whatever the story needs sort of thing like he's human but he's superhuman but he's human and he's old and human yeah. um yeah so on that That's i always found that just a bit frustrating because it, it just seemed a bit lazy to just to have it teeter that way um, yeah, and there's times like I feel if I remember rightly, like where you see him fighting people and he is like proper throwing a wallop and they're like, you know, Dragon Ball Z thrown across the room kind of style. And I'm like, you know, right. he what are they feeding you in the loony bin? Like, why are you so strong? <laughs> like, how many push-ups are you doing in your tiny one man cell? You know, like yeah. Michael is clearly I mean, I've watched UFC fights where people aren't as strong as Michael Myers and those people are having training and drinking eggs. Like, Michael's just in a cell and he's just like, yeah. if you're so strong, Michael, kick the door down. What are you doing? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's it's weird inconsistencies to strength. Like, he's so strong at points, he's, like, throwing people, but he can't break those wussy little chains they have him in in the first one, in the in the loony bin scene where he's out on the chessboard. Right. You know what I mean? Weird weird times where yeah weird inconsistencies yeah Yeah. i mean i don't i don't think based on what happens by the end of i mean with with him like sort of passing something on the car i mean it's clearly settled on okay he's supernatural like there's no way around it at that point see now i didn't like i think like i get that that was the point that he was passing his evil on but i to me i took away that Corey was so beaten down and so disturbed and obviously he's been so psychologically abused by what he's done that i think that he just had a psychotic break and he just went this way like i don't think that michael passed on anything evil to him that's a fair you know that's a fair perspective that's a really fair i mean it it is left sort of ambiguous yeah because michael doesn't actually do anything they just look each other in the eye don't they and i just was thinking like oh michael yeah he lets him go 
Yeah. yeah, and I just was like, "Oh, Michael's weak, and he's his his bum friend is dead, so now he needs new people to come to the pipe." You know, and I was just, <laughs> you, know, you know, and I was just like, "Oh, okay." And I just thought to myself, like, this kid has a psychological breakdown, and he starts to think he's Michael Myers. That's what I took away. And then, yeah, later on, after I saw the movie, people were like, "He used supernatural powers," and I was like, "Nah, that's I don't like that. I'm just going to make up my own story." I, I just yeah, no, I mean. Crazy. It's so, crazy. It, it is a, it is ambiguous. I, I always like the idea that when Michael grabbed him, he saw something in his eyes yeah. that yeah. Re- sort of reflected what Michael had, which is that. I mean, Doctor Loomis always used to say like he had the the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. The devil's and I think eyes. maybe Michael saw something in Corey, and that's why he yeah, released he him. Um, but there Corey is that sleeps on the blood stain of the kid he killed. I was like, calm down, Corey. <laughs> You're oh giving God, yourself yeah. away right now. <laughs> The only the only reason the only only thing that gives me pause as to whether or not Michael passed something on to him is mm. right after he lets him go and Corey crawls in the tube to escape. Uh, yeah, he stops for just a moment, like in the middle, and like the camera rotates and it does the spin, and it's almost like his world has just been. I mean, I think the metaphor is that his world has just been turned upside down. But when he exits the pipe, everything about him is different from that point. Everything about he the way just he acts. The, the smell is so yeah, bad. I mean, like, he, oh, he, he kills the homeless guy immediately. And then the first yeah. order of business is he goes and stands outside Lori's house, staring at her yeah. window. Michael. So I, I, there is a bit of like the, the obsession passed there. Like there, 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 that is, there's a through line there of the second he exited that sewer, mm-hmm. nothing was ever the same for him. But I can argue my point as to why I just think he had a psychological break is because Go for it. when I was watching it, again, the second time I watched it most recently, the constant presence leading up to him meeting Pipe Michael is on the radio, on the TV. It's just them, people talking and covering Michael stories. It's like Michael Myers, blah, blah, blah. Like they're all that, like that radio jockey. And so whenever you see Corey anywhere, like in a car, and I think there's when he's at the garage working, I think there's another scene where they're in the restaurant, you can hear this constant chatter about Michael in the background. It's like a Chinese water torture. It's like Michael, 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 Michael. It's always right, seems right. to be around. And so to me, I was just like, yeah, it's like I've seen people fall into psychosis, unfortunately. And a lot of the time they pick up on things like that. It's just constantly being drilled into their head. It's like it's like the people who become obsessed with serial killers or become obsessed with Columbine. And you know what I mean? And, they, and it's right, almost right, like right. what we were saying about the first one. If you seek it out enough, it will happen to you. And so sure. I think because he's just bombarded. And as you said, the big billboard, people are missing and all this sort of stuff. And he's just bombarded by Michael. Like it's just it's the movie did a very good job of making Michael present for the first 40 minutes without Michael even being present because he's in a pipe. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, you can just feel his his influence yeah. on the town. And even even the mo- really- even Corey's mom says it to Lori. She's like, yeah. you know, when this happened to my son, they would have they would have felt bad for him, but because your monster went missing, they had yeah. to find a new one. Yeah, and there's so much presence of Michael, which I found was a really like this movie just did a really good job of working with um like an interesting storyline, but but making it you know so that Michael was still center frame of the film, even though he's mm-hmm. disheveled and trash. Um, the end of this movie. Oh, also, just before we get to the end of the movie, Laurie Strode yeah. in this movie is baller. She is so baller when she's in the house and Corey's <laughs> asleep on the blood stain, and she's basically like, "You're a mental loser. Go away." I was just like, "Yeah, get some, Laurie." Like, she's just she's a badass, and she's. I maintain that that scene. I maintain that that scene with Corey and Laurie, that so she good. isn't actually there. I, every time I watch that scene, oh. I go, "I don't think." 
I don't think Lori's there because she he's talking to her and he looks yeah. up and it was bright in the room and now it's dark. The chair is still leaning. The the, the windows. Lori's not climbing out windows and running. Yeah. That's not happening. I maintain that that conversation never happens. It's an interesting take because she seems very out of character in that scene. She's yeah, very, and and, and very, the next thing he does is call Allison and he goes, "Your grandma wants to kill me." And when she brings it up to Lori, Lori's like, "What the hell are you talking about?" Yeah, that makes sense, and that would then tie in with his absolute psychosis issues that he's going through. You know, mm-hmm. like that would—that's an interesting point. I may, I might have to. I do really want to rewatch this movie again because I've just re-fallen. You know, when you fall in love with a movie and you're like, "I'm going to watch it like 20 yeah. times in one week." <laughs> are you there's that a guy? Lot of, there's I, a lot of layers in there. There's a lot of layers. There's a lot. This movie is, to me, Halloween ends is a very sophisticated psychological horror, and I think people went into it wanting to see Michael just be like, "I'm on fire, pow, pow, pow." But it's like <laughs> I. I absolutely loved that they didn't do that. And I'm so, and it's horrible as it sounds, I'm glad that, you know, COVID, not as a self, but something delayed the production of this movie and they had to do it this way because I think we were given, you know, when we were talking about the Blair Witch and the Blair Witch 2 was absolutely destroyed because of X, Y, and Z. Uh This movie was manipulated because of X, Y, and Z. And I think that's really good. And I think that this movie and just have, oh, the the fake suicide scene, all of that stuff, like Laurie is on point. Laurie's great, yeah great Corey's great the end of the movie was the only thing where i kind of went eh. <laughs> do you mean do you mean put the him, death of michael put him back in the pipe. yeah i just thought do you know what i think if they hadn't had the town procession and everyone there watching them chuck him into a massive like it's like a metal grinder isn't it mm-hmm. um i'd if it was just laurie and uh the granddaughter I'd have been like, yeah, okay, cool. I get it. Like, that's the only way to establish that someone's dead by literally turning him into a slush puppy. You know, like, <laughs> you know, Slurpee, whatever. Do you guys have slush puppies or is everything just called Slurpee? Is that the thing? I don't know. Is that like an English brand, slush puppy? Everything's called Slurpee. Everything's Slurpee. Oh, yeah. Well, the, the slush puppy is the English equivalent. It's got a dog on it. Who cares? Anyway, like, um, like, you know, Slurpees and slush puppies are just not a thing over here. Like, people don't actually care about them that much. How sad. Like, like I get in America, it's like a really big thing, isn't it? I mean, it, I, it was a bigger thing twenty five years ago. But yeah, it's it's. You I mean, the, you can still get them. You can get them at every every little Seven Eleven down the corner. Yeah, you cannot do that in this country. Like if like like if like a slush like I went to when I went to cinema recently uh, and I saw Guardians of the Galaxy and there was a slush puppy machine that was new in the cinema. I was like, oh wow! Like because you just don't see them <laughs> anywhere in this country. Like everyone's like, oh my god, ice drinks! What a novelty! Like English people are so. <laughs> like literally i feel like when i talk to american people i feel like i'm saying like i live in a windmill like it's so backwards here anyway but like i feel like if they're just the you know laurie and the granddaughter had done it yeah okay but like where did all the town come from you can't even like you i can barely get that many people together for a party (laughs) night out and yet at the last minute they can get all that people to watch a man be chucking essentially a meat grinder i just didn't i mean it is far-fetched it is far-fetched i'll give you that i i I, but i mean the reasoning behind it to me made sense it's like there's no way the town would ever believe that it was over unless they saw it that was what i took from it she's like facebook you know, I think well, they they drove, they drove his body through through the neighborhood. <laughs> so they just really just slowly drove. Yeah, yeah. like an ice cream going on. Like, do you know, what they I mean? probably like, had the cops with the the megaphone. You know, everyone come outside and walk with yeah, us to the. You know. the oh, I want to see him get killed. He's been in a pipe. Like, do you know, it's just this weird because, like, and also then if you think <laughs> about it, like most of Haddonfield didn't really know that Michael was doing much that evening because he kind of really he doesn't go on a huge kill spree. 
he can't. Well, yeah, no, Corey, Corey, does, Corey does most of the damage. Yeah. And then Corey doesn't get that many people. It's it's very small the kill spree at the end. You know, it's it's kind of mm -hmm. selective. I mean, Corey doesn't. Although that radio there. DJ kill is something that special. The tongue with the, yeah. the thing going. That was and that was the thing I will say. And I think that maybe that was something that they were thinking about when they made a movie. The kills that Corey did do really good really like smashing that guy's face off oh yeah was it was definitely quality over quantity it certainly was me yeah. personally i think if this is the end sorry my dog's just getting a move on um like i think if this is the end and um, how many times have i said that you know this is the well end. i mean it's definitely the end of this this storyline i mean they'll they'll do something with it but it won't be connected to any of this and um it's the it's the yeah. only time I've I've felt like I watched a Halloween movie except for H two O because but they managed to retcon that but there's no retconning this I feel like it's the it's the only time I felt finality like the, you there's no yeah. coming back from this yeah I mean what are we going to do see Michael and Zimmer frame if they'd kept him alive like do you know what I mean it, it was he is <laughs> he is naturally gonna die you know I uh -huh. uh, yeah. And if you if you want to like, I do think that it's very open to interpretation. Do you want to believe the supernatural element? Do you want to believe that he's just some old dude and and Corey was just crazy? Like, and if he is just some old dude and mm -hmm. Corey is crazy, he is going to die at some point. And I think that they couldn't have gone any further with it. But like, I think that as an end film, it kind of really did close everything up really really well. And I liked it. I liked that Laurie got over it and she was able to you know you know live her life normally and i liked that michael was just killed off in a way which we were led to believe would be plausible compared to the john carpenter one in 1978 79 you know i i think that it was a good movie and i you know if, i'm sorry that people were sad that you didn't get to see michael but you got to see michael in a pipe and that's brilliant and it's just pipe <laughs> michael with this sad little hand and i was just like woo spring break michael let's go i like i liked the humanity to it all because it's not all Paul Rudd and, you know, pagan powers. <laughs> That's well, not what I'm, Michael was written as. Someone asked me once about someone asked me once and I, I I gave this a lot of thought and I go this that's that's not the worst idea I've ever heard. Someone said, "Do you think people would have liked Halloween ends better if it had been the middle chapter in the story?" If Ooh. after the fire Michael crawls in a pipe and is there for 5 years and everyone forgets about him and then Corey goes in and sort of wakes him up and then your last movie is michael going on the crazy killing spree killing 30 people do you think that people would have enjoyed ends better in that storyline I, I think they probably would have i think the expectations yeah. of this is the last time and laurie versus michael and that's how you market the movie and then people show up and they get that yeah. for 11 minutes and i think they sort of set themselves up to fail in that way of of building expectations for a movie that they didn't make but as on its own merits i think it's it's the most uh unique of all the michael myers movies Definitely. and yeah it's ballsy it's just really unique. ballsy yeah it's clever it's it's a smart movie it doesn't hold your hand as well which i like you know you gotta mm -hmm. you gotta look at variables and stuff yeah i definitely think that that's actually really a really good point of, of your pal who said that because i think that um I think at the end, everyone wants fireworks, don't they, essentially? And having Michael do all those kills like he did in the second movie would have given people the fireworks that they wanted to see him end on. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, but yeah, it, it is the way around it is. I mean, no matter what way, way around you put it, I do think Halloween Ends is definitely my... I think it's such a great movie, and I think you have to take away your expectations of seeing all this stuff to do with Michael um, to appreciate what a great film it is. Um, but yeah, I think that 
I think are diehard fans. You know, they want to see, if you will, like that whole Jason X kind of ending, you know, going out with a bang and just being like an absolutely nut job kill fest. Like people want to see I don't know that anyone wants to see a Jason X anything. No one wants to watch Jason X ever. (laughs) I am like the biggest Friday the 13th fan and I refuse to watch. I've seen 20, maybe 30 minutes of that movie and I can't do it. But like it's the You need to finish that movie. Oh, I can't, Justin. He's in space. You have to because the, there's there's one great scene in it, and it's it's in the last twenty minutes. So if you you need to get through the crap just to get to the one part that you will actually enjoy. Okay, it is stressful seeing him in that cosmic Power Ranger spacesuit. That's what stresses oh, me out. I'm like, yeah, where's no, your dumb there's there's one scene and you'll when you when you'll see it you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. You'll be like, oh, this is what he was talking about. There's one scene that's a total throwback. And it's brilliant. I've got, do you know what? I've got the weekend off work this weekend. I'm very excited. I'm going to see some power. Oh my God, I'm seeing my friend Jason. Maybe we'll watch Jason X together. Like, Perfect. Just, like, Perfect. Hey, Jason, want to come around and watch really <clears throat> terrible movies? <laughs> You'll just be like, no, we're going skating or doing something fun. And he doesn't like, it's really funny. Like Jason's like, um, he's so pure. He never watches any horror movies. And I just kind of, kind of want to make him watch like a Serbian film or something really terrible. <laughs> Just give him the worst, the real awful. It's gonna movies. corrupt like, you know, your friends. Oh my god! Like Megan is missing a Serbian film, Human Centipede, oh just god. like martyrs, martyrs. Yeah, show him that awful film. Just You're chuck evil. him into the You're evil. Oh, that I would never. I mean, to be honest, when people talk to me, they're like, "Hey, you 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 talk about horror? That's kind of like a thing." Um, and I'm just like, they're like, "What should I watch?" And I think like I could name you all these movies, but hey actually don't go and watch them because unless you're a seasoned horror person that's going to traumatize you don't watch megan is missing don't watch a serbian film unless that's what you're going to look for you know i i'm i consider myself a horror aficionado but even some of those movies to me it's like i I, i'm never in the mood to watch them again like after you've seen them you're like i just i don't need to feel that yeah yeah i don't think i i think i've watched megan is missing once and i was like okay i'm done you've had your fill yeah I've seen that movie. I've yeah. The same with Martyrs. I've seen that movie. I don't need to watch that movie. Okay, I'm good. Um, I'm like Salo as well. Okay, I've watched them. You know, and then you step back. But you know, out of all of those three Halloween films, I would watch Halloween Ends again, and I'm going to watch it again soon. What one would you always go back to? Uh, Halloween 2018 is my favorite of the bunch. Uh, I, I feel like it's, I feel like it's the most faithful to. Yeah to the like the, the just the vibe of the of John Carpenter it just it feels it feels like i wish every uh, every halloween movie did it just it's patient and the, mm-hmm. the acting's great and there's just a lot of atmosphere i i i halloween kills i've watched i'm i'm in my i've, I've probably watched half a dozen times i don't hate it i do skip mm-hmm. bits sometimes um yeah and halloween ends is a movie that uh, i've rewatched a handful of times and every time i watch it i notice something different and i do like yes. that about it i feel like it's in like five or ten years it's probably a movie that's going to climb up my my rankings of uh favorite halloween sequels um i I do want to blow your mind about something okay so uh how do you feel about christine well the uh stephen king film with the yeah, well, this John Carpenter That's movie, great, but great Stephen movie. King yeah. book, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's okay. a great movie. I love that movie. What if what if I told you Halloween Ends is just Christine? Wait, how? Okay, <laughs> so there was an end to figure that out. About two months before Halloween Ends came out, I, I read an interview that David Gordon Green did with a journalist, yeah. and he said that he sent uh, John Carpenter the script for Halloween Ends, and uh, he asked him what he thought of it, and he said, uh, "I hope you." 
don't mind that it's so similar to Christine. And I went, what the hell does that mean? Like, how can a Halloween movie be similar to a movie about a car? And then after seeing the movie, I went, holy shit. So the the lead character in, sorry, I cursed there. Uh, the lead character in a- Christine is a guy named Arnie Cunningham. Uh, yeah. Our lead in Halloween Ends is Corey Cunningham. Michael okay. Myers is the car. What happens to Arnie in Christine is he 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 he's a normal nice guy, and then he he gets Goes the crazy. car, and the car changes him, and he becomes this awful, evil, murderous person. Michael Myers is the car. Michael Myers is Christine in this movie. Once Corey meets Michael. That's it. He's yeah. off the rails and he's a completely different person. Uh, I watched them back to back after thinking about it. And I was like, the parallels are unbelievable. Like even like timeline wise, like at the 40 minute mark, when Christine finally sh- reveals herself to Arnie in that movie, yeah. Michael reveals himself to Corey. There's so many parallels between the two. And I thought that was really clever writing by David Gordon Green and Danny McBride to do that. Yeah. I mean, it makes so much sense because he's got the glasses and there's all the visuals aesthetics and then there's the scrapyard as well. So if you're looking at just visuals, they all kind of like queue up as well. And then like you said, yeah. him getting more evil, he stops wearing his glasses as well. Kind of like in Christine, if you notice very subtly, mm-hmm. he wears them less and less in the end of the movie. That's an interesting point. That's yeah, he gave them the same last name. I mean, he, it's, it's not know, even, he's I not even really, being subtle about it. I weirdly thought that that was just because of happy days. <laughs> I just was like, hey, it's it's the Cunninghams. Like, I don't know why I just put it in because they always throw in these surnames, don't they? Like, how many horror Mm -hmm. movies like have Loomis in it and all this other, you know, jazz and stuff? These homages. And I just thought, hey, maybe they really liked Happy Days because you just become so used to. I think when you watch a lot of horror, people just using surnames. That's (laughs) like dumb. That's fair. Wow, that's interesting. But I never, no, I never put it together with Christine, and I love Christine. It's it's I just like saying the sentence: Michael Myers is the car. It's very interesting, yeah, because yeah. he's all disheveled and he's wrecked, and then when he meets Corey, he builds himself back mm-hmm. up again, kind of like Christine does. Exactly. You know. There you go. Interesting. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look into that. But um, I'm gonna round it up because it's been an hour. Oh my god, we're going for an hour and a half just talking about Michael and a pipe. Yeah, you might have to cut this mad. down just a little bit. Yeah. No, no. Like, I think the longest I've ever done is an hour and forty, so I'm just underneath okay. it by a few minutes. So I'm okay. I do have one like, question for you, though. I have one question hit me for you. Up. So if you're you're in charge of this franchise, what what do you where do you go from here? What do you do? What's what's the idea? How do you how do you start anew? I watch Halloween three season of the witch and I take my ideas from there. <laughs> so you, you make a sequel to season of the witch? I would I would take their ideas. I would I would be like you can you know like you can develop Halloween as something different. It doesn't have to be around Michael Myers because Michael Myers is no more. So what's going to happen? We're going to what? He's going to go and be regenerated in space. We're going to go Jason X way. No, we don't want to do that. I would. So you make it like an anthology. Yeah, I would take something completely different and go from there. And and Season of the Witch is a good movie by itself if you don't see it as a Halloween movie with Michael Myers. Do you know what I mean? I would sure. I would have to find a different way to approach this. And I think that there are so many people that have been affected by Michael in Haddonfield. So many things that would spill out because of the mass hysteria and the anger towards Michael. You could start building around different stories that don't involve Michael, kind of like Season of the Witch did. So I would I would probably go that way. I'll be interested okay. to see how they go. You know, uh- I'm 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 here for that. I, I I don't mind that idea. Um, I've been battling with that because you know the idea is you you'd have to start completely from scratch again. And, yeah, and they're gonna have to do either, something new. Yeah, 
Right. And then I came up with this idea uh, about a month ago and I went, I can't tell if this is brilliant or this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> um, Cause I go, okay, so here's, here, everyone. <laughs> here's, here's, here's how, here's how you reboot Halloween. Okay. Okay. You remake the beginning of the first movie. So you have this, to have it take place maybe in the late eighties, early nineties, instead of the, the late seventies, early sixties yeah. and seventies, six year old, Michael Myers murders his sister. He gets yep. taken to uh, Smith's Grove. The loony bin. Right. And uh, everyone's saying that he's this evil child and this and this and this. And so he gets a visit from Ed and Lorraine Warren <gasps> who come to <gasps> investigate <laughs> come to investigate this child that... Bear with me here. House thing. Yeah. Oh my God. Bear right, with me. Okay, they okay, come okay. to investigate this child that they've heard is, yep. is evil. And, and, yep. and Ed becomes Michael's doctor. And then uh, when Michael's 21, he escapes. And Ed and Lorraine oh. go to track him down. And Michael kills Lorraine. And now oh. Ed is the new... Ed is basically our new Loomis. And so we have a Halloween movie that's in the sort of in the Conjuring universe. And he's like, they go to the old Haddonfield house, Michael's old house, and they do like a seance mm-hmm. in there and stupid stuff like that. All the classic yeah. conjuring ideas. That's an yeah. interesting dynamic. That would and you make and you make Ed like the new Loomis, so he's like running around. You know, he's not human. Like he becomes yeah, that character for this. He's in a franchise. trench coat all the time. Do you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Oh my god, I don't that's, like that's... those movies. So I don't like the conjuring. That's movies, that's so. my that's my fresh reboot idea. So. To be fair, it's an interesting take. I do like it. It's an interesting take. Like, I think people well, will probably you. watch it. Because The Conjuring is so big right now. Like, despite me not actually liking it, a lot of people do. A lot of people mm-hmm. really love those movies. And so I think that that would be a really interesting way to go. We'll see. I think we'll probably go, like, five years now with nothing. And then... Yeah, no, I agree. It's going to be a bit before we ever hear it's Halloween. Again. It's, I yeah. mean, the, the time gap between, like, Halloween H20 and this kind of thing. I feel like it's going to be that, like, time gap again, you know, between them. But Justin, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. (laughs) We've been talking about it for ages and then it's great that we finally got to do it. And I do definitely think we need to do a Rob Zombie one because I think just generally, we just plan all our ideas now live on, eh, not that we're live, but like I think we should just do a Rob Zombie one because some of his, yeah, we'll save that mind. Maybe we'll put that away for another idea because some Rob Zombie movies are interesting. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's say. a that's a really kind word to use interesting yeah we could go ham on uh some rob zombie flicks um <laughs> god what was happening in those movies there's no one bleeds as much as rob zombie thinks rob zombie thinks Mm-mm. humans have an infinite amount of blood in their body <laughs> i also think he believes that everyone's mom and dad must have been brother and sister but that's a whole other yep Zombie's going on we could talk about that for a long time anyway but thank you so much for coming on the show um everyone go check out justin's youtube channel it's uh we're just talking is it that's the title of the channel isn't it that is the title of the channel Go check out Justin's YouTube channel. We're just talking. You've just done a, a bunch of top tens, uh, countdowns of greatest movies. I, I did. I did the, the yeah. 100 greatest films of all time. Yep. I did, yes. And you did them by, yeah, like between, you do 10 at a time or something like that, isn't it? So you can watch them in increments. It's not like 10 hours of Justin just talking about the 100 greatest movies. <laughs> that would be a lot. Exactly. But yeah, and then go check out his channel. And obviously, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. And everyone, as I always say, please follow us at Instagram at UK Film Review. You can check us out on Facebook at UK Film Review. And we are at www 
www.ukfilmreview.co.uk for all of your film needs. If you want to ping us over any of your movies, you want us to talk about your film festivals, or you want to sponsor us on this podcast, we would be grateful for that. It takes a moment for you, but it means the world to us. And next month, I do believe we have the Stephen King rivalry show coming up. So everyone can look forward to that where we'll be having our guests, Paul and Pete, come on to face off, battle off one to one. Who is the biggest Stephen King movie fan? So we'll be talking about Christine being Michael Myers. Apparently it's going to be great. But anyway, thank you so much, everyone. And you have a great time and I'll see you next month.